Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Good day, gladiators. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Sword and Shield podcast. It's Francis Martinez, Director of Psychological Health uh, for the 960th Cyberspace Wing, here with a very special guest, uh, Chaplain Randy Holloway from the 433rd. Our wing chaplain is joining us again uh, for another podcast on relationships and forgiveness. So thank you, Chaplain, for joining us. Hey, thank you, Francis, for having me back. It's a, it's a joy to be here. Yeah, so our, our last time um, that we met, we, we talked a lot about conflict resolution and relationships, and I think this one kind of segues from that uh, when we're talking about forgiveness. Yeah, forgiveness, wow, it's a, it can be a difficult one to talk about. Um, I've, I've been, geez, I've been doing ministry for over 30 years now, and we've dealt with this a lot. Uh, just through counseling in groups, one-on-one, everything. But one of the things that I've learned is that a lot of times when I'm talking about forgiveness with somebody, it becomes very, very evident that we're using the same vocabulary, but a different dictionary. We're using the same word, but we don't necessarily mean the same thing uh, as the next person. And so when talking about forgiveness, I've learned that it's important to establish what we're talking about uh, before we go forward. And uh, just to kind of piggyback from what we talked about last time with relationships and conflict, you know, a lot of times there can be some hurt feelings. There can be some anger. And we're left with the question of what what do I do with this? Or what if you're dealing with hurt that has been incurred over a number of years, maybe something from your past that still haunts you, that is still affecting you, maybe even in ways you're not aware of? How do I deal with this? How do I how do I resolve this? And you know, maybe you have a short temper, you deal with anger issues, maybe other people feel like you have anger issues, even if you're not convinced. But the question is, how do you deal with anger? And the only cure I have ever discovered in my life is forgiveness. And so I um, think maybe we should have a little discussion about what that is and, and what it isn't. Yeah, so forgiveness is is, is very different for everyone. In um culturally, right? Forgiveness is, is different as well. And so I want us to, um, when we're speaking of this, we're speaking very general, that we're, we're talking about intentionally deciding to let go of resentment, anger, hurt, whatever, that we're feeling that we were wronged or how we um, felt we were wronged. Um, that's really that part of forgiveness, right? Absolutely. It is a, it is a choice. It is a choice that we make. And I'll say right now, you know, why do we forgive? You know, Chaplain, why should I forgive the other person? They haven't asked for it. They haven't even acknowledged that they're wrong. Maybe they're dug in. Maybe they're not going to admit that they're wrong. Maybe they don't even acknowledge what they said or did. But yet I'm still the one that's hurt. I'm still the one that's angry. Well, we don't forgive other people for them. Okay, we forgive for us. We're the one that's left carrying that burden of, uh, of, of anger, that bitter, of bitterness, and it affects us. If, if, 
if you hold on to anger and bitterness, it will eat you alive from the inside. Mm -hmm. It really will. Um, in fact, uh, I know Francis the other day when you and I were talking, I shared a couple of my favorite sayings uh, about holding about unforgiveness. Whenever you harbor anger and bitterness and resentment, it, it, it's like bear hugging a cactus. The tighter you hold <laughs> on to that grudge, the more it's going to hurt you. It doesn't hurt the mm -hmm. other person. Doesn't bother them one bit. They might even be glad you're angry. You know, it's not for them. It's for you. And the, the second one is uh, holding on to anger and bitterness, holding on to a grudge. is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It doesn't make sense. If you drink poison, the only person going to get hurt is you. And so when right. we approach this work, this work of forgiveness, it's not about the other person. It really is about us. It's mostly about us. And it is a choice. And, and the biggest part, I think, sometimes for people that hold grudges, and I don't want to say like to hold grudges, right? Because sometimes it, it's just you're feeling like you can't get over whatever it is, um, that you ruminate about how the other person wronged you. And sometimes they don't even know, right? They don't even know that you feel that way um, because you're just, har like you said, harboring those feelings and expect these, expecting them to uh, reap the um, effects of, of your grudge holding. Um, but there are some notes when we talk about the effects of holding a grudge. Um, it affects new relationships and experiences for you. Um, you can't really enjoy the present moment because, again, you're ruminating on the past. You can become depressed, anxious, irritable, um, and really lose connections with other people just because you're holding on all onto all of this uh, negativity. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how many times have you seen someone get into a relationship and that relationship just gets completely messed up because of baggage you've brought in from a previous relationship, something that was unresolved. And now whether we're projecting our anger onto somebody else, you, you know, you end up paying the price for something somebody else did, mm -hmm. you know. OK, so wait a minute. You're telling me you're taking this out on me. I didn't do that. That was the other person. Why are you why are you taking this out on me? And sometimes we'll do that even not even aware of it until you know, hopefully we eventually become aware, but that happens. And that's why it's so important to resolve these things and not drag them into a future relationship because you're just going to, uh, it's, it's, it's going to cause problems that you don't want. Yeah. And there are physical and emotional benefits, um, to forgiving someone, uh, healthier relationships, improved mental health, decreased anxiety and stress. Um, even lowers your blood pressure, right? Because you're not getting all worked up thinking about all that negativity. Um, it also improves your immune system, heart health, your own self-esteem. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of great benefits to forgiving people um, for things that they have done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at this point, and there may be those out there that are listening that are like, well, Oh, okay, it's great. I understand the benefits. You're saying a lot of benefits to forgiving someone, but I, I, I can't forgive this person. I, there's no way I can forget what they did, and I would mm -hmm. agree with that. You're absolutely right, and this is a this is probably a point where I should address this. Forgive, forgiving someone does not mean forgetting. 
guys, let's be honest. Right. There are there are some things that you have been through that you are never, ever, ever going to forget, right? Okay, there might be uh, some some little small thing. Maybe somebody forgot to pay you back five bucks in the third grade. Okay, great. You know what? It's water under the bridge. I can forget about that. I want and, my five dollars back. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know the thing is, there's bigger things in life. Maybe you suffered some kind of abuse as a child. Maybe somebody did something really big to you, uh, or you know, recently or way back when. Whatever the case, but it's a big event. You will never, ever, ever, ever forget that. That is part of your story now. That's part of your life. You've got to live with that the rest of your life. You're not going to forget it, but that doesn't mean you can't forgive someone. Forgiving someone doesn't mean you never think about what they did. You never remember what they did. It means that I choose. I am no longer going to hold this over your head. I am not going to hold this grudge. I'm not forgetting about it, but I'm not going to dwell on this, right? And right along with that, and I should probably say this now as well, it's kind of my second little point on the presentation I normally do, but forgiving someone doesn't justify what happened. It doesn't make it okay. It was wrong when it happened, it's wrong now, and it's always going to be wrong. It's the whole reason we're having to do forgiveness is because a wrong was committed. And so forgiving someone doesn't just magically make it okay. It's you're acknowledging that something bad happened and it's had an effect on you. It's having an effect on you. And that's why we're resolving it now. So we can still acknowledge that and choose to let go of the associated anger and bitterness and the, the grudge. And I think people have to really understand forgiveness again is a choice, right? Exactly. Um, it's a commitment, a commitment to change. Um, mm-hmm. And what does that look like? So when I say, okay, I'm ready to, you know, move forward and, and get towards a state of forgiveness, you know, how can someone um, break that down and, and take some steps to, to do that? Well, the, the the key thing is what you just said. It is a choice. You have to make the choice. For me, forgiveness is, it is me legally signing away my right to hold a grudge. Okay. I make that choice. I'm the one that signs on that dotted line. It's my choice. Okay. I'm going to have opportunities in the future to hold this against you. But I choose not to. In fact, if you could, if you, if you hang around me long enough, you'll figure out that I love word pictures. If you imagine you're keeping the other person trapped in this cage, right? And every time you remember what they did, you just take them out and you just beat on them and beat on them and beat on them. <laughs> and, and, and then you throw them back in the cage and you lock the door and you keep them in there till the next time you think about it. Then you take them out and you just keep doing this over and over again. Imagine yourself going over to that cage. You look at that person and say, I, I acknowledge that what you did was wrong and that I can't forget it. And I acknowledge the impact that it's had on me, but I'm through beating on you. I'm not going to keep carrying this grudge because I've noticed my wrist is sore. My fingers are broken from beating on you. I'm hurting myself. You open the door and you say, you're free to go. I'm never going to beat on you again. And you say, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. 
chaplain, wait a minute. I've got a right to hold a grudge. If you understood mm-hmm. what this person did to me, uh, no, no, they don't deserve to be forgiveness or they don't deserve to be forgiven. And I would say, okay, well, you know, maybe not, but you deserve to have freedom. And the longer you keep holding that grudge, guess what? You're really the person in that cage, not them. You deserve to be free. And that really, I think, is is one of the motivations. If you want some motivation to start doing some work in the area of forgiveness, that's it. It's not about them. It's about you. Francis, could I share a quick story real quick? Sure. All right. Uh, For those that don't know, in my full-time job, uh, I'm a, a chaplain with the San Antonio VA. And one day I had this young man come to my office. He was probably, I think he was about 28 years old. He was an army veteran and um, kind of a big guy. Um, and I, I saw him, I mean, he stood in my door and just the look on his face. I mean, he just looked angry. Uh, he, he wasn't rude or anything. He just had this angry look and he came in and he sat down in my office and for an hour, he proceeded to starting with his childhood all the way to present day. He told me about everyone who had hurt him and what they had done and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He just, he went down the list and we talked a little bit, a little bit about his army service and everything. And he talked about some of the, the, the injuries that he has from some of the, the marching and running and talked about those ruck marches with the, the big pack on his back, 10 miles. That man, it was brutal. By the time you get to the end of the march, you take that pack off and oh my gosh, your shoulders, your back, your feet, everything instantly feels better. And I looked right at him and I said, you've never taken off your pack. I said, not only that, but every time somebody has hurt you, you've added another rock to your pack. You're carrying this enormous weight, man, it's killing you. And it was like a light bulb moment. moment. It's like the the light went off. He saw it. He's like, Chaplain, you're right. And over the next few months, we did a lot of work on forgiveness. He made a lot of progress. And the, the change in his physical appearance and his countenance was evident. And so it goes back to what I'm saying. When we hold those grudges, guys, we're only hurting ourselves. We're only hurting ourselves. Um, if, if, if you need no other motivation to, to explore the idea of forgiveness, do it for yourself, for your own well-being. I think that people don't realize that, you know, by forgiving, you're really releasing that control and power you feel the other person has on you. Right. But it's really something that you're holding on to. Yeah. And you have the control and power to forgive. Yeah. There's a wonderful movie out there. Uh, I saw it years ago. I don't know how long it's been out a long time, but it was one of uh, Tyler Perry's movies, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's funny as heck. I always enjoyed that one. But there's this one very, very powerful scene where um, uh the lead actress, she goes to see her mother, an elderly mother in a nursing home. And she's talking about the the man that has hurt her so bad. And the, her mother begins to tell her about forgiveness and says, you've got to forgive him. Says, as long as you hold that anger and that hatred, he holds a power over you. And mm-hmm. the only way to break that power, to break that hold that he has on you is to forgive. 
And it's it's a great movie. In fact, if, if for anybody out there who hasn't seen it, it is an incredible journey about forgiveness and redemption. Um, I'd recommend that. And plus, it's entertaining. But yeah, that's it. It's the only way to break that that power, that hold, is to forgive. And it's, it, it seems so crazy. It's, uh, it, Francis, it almost seems backwards because we're the one that's been hurt. We're the one that's been angered or whatnot. And yet we're the one that's left carrying the burden. And now we're the mm-hmm. one that has to do the work of forgiveness, you know? Uh, so it's kind of like the victim is the one that has to do all the work. But that's that's how it goes. That's That's the reality of it. Yeah, and that, that's, that's hand in hand when we're talking about trauma, right? Trauma happens to us. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, it's out of our control um, when, when, when bad things happen. Um, but yet, we're left to have to, you know, take control of it later in life and resolve our negative feelings and, and maladaptive coping uh, related to that trauma. And so, it's the same thing with forgiveness. That's exactly right. Ab- absolutely. Um, so, so one other thing that I would also say about forgiveness, and I kind of touched on it a second ago, um, about forgiveness is, you know, chaplain, the other person doesn't deserve forgiveness. And of course mm-hmm. we're saying it about, you know, we're saying it about you, but what if it's somebody that you love, somebody close to you, somebody that you want to reconcile with if possible, but chaplain, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve forgiveness. Exactly. That's right. Guys, forgiveness cannot be earned. Yes, we can try to do some things to, to show that we're sincerely sorry. We can try to make amends. But ultimately, forgiveness cannot be earned. It is given. It is an act of choice. It is an act of compassion, even of love, right? And I'm not saying that forgiving someone is magically going to make everything okay. No, but it's a beginning point. It's a beginning point where you can begin to restore a relationship. If that relationship needs to be restored, it's a starting point, but it has to be a choice. And you're the one that has to make it. And it can be a very long process. I think a lot of the times when we think about forgiveness, the person receiving the forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, wants to, okay, now we're back to normal, you know, whatever we're going to reconcile or whatever the event um, that happened. And sometimes that's not the case. We can't just jump back into our relationship and and move forward. It's going to take time, right. To rebuild and, um, and move forward um, from those initial um, hurts. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I like to use the analogy of, you know, let's, let's, you know, let's just assume Francis that I, I loan you $20 and you don't pay me back. Okay. Well, you know what? I can forgive the debt and you and I can continue to be friends, but what's going to happen the next time you ask me for $20, right? I'm going to say no, because you've broken that trust, right? Now I can forgive and give you an opportunity to earn that trust back, to begin earning that trust back, show, you know, prove that you're trustworthy, but it's a process. And so, and that all comes back to, you know, consequences and um, reconciliation, but it can take time to work through that, to rebuild trust. And that, that's something as petty as $20. What about a marriage where someone has been unfaithful? You know, you want to talk about mm-hmm. the big time. Okay, let's go straight to the big issues. Um, that one, I mean, that's tough. I mean, you know, 
at that point, the marriage covenant is broken. Um, and it's it's up to the, you know, the two people that we want to save this marriage is the one who's been wronged. Are they willing to forgive? Are they willing to, you know, start the process? Are they willing to give the other person a chance at redemption? Uh, there'd be so much healing that would have to go on there, but it's got to start somewhere and it starts with forgiveness. That doesn't mean you trust them again right away. It doesn't mean the consequences magically disappear. It means that we're going to start the process of working on this. Yeah, and the other part is um, when you're the one that needs to be forgiven for whatever wrongs that, that you did. So my $20 um, that I borrowed and I never paid back Chaplin. Please forgive me for that. Um, <laughs> that was a hypothetical, but, just so everybody knows. <laughs> um, but, you know, asking for forgiveness without making excuses, right? Um, I'm sorry, but, right? Or I'm sorry um, that you feel that way. Just I'm sorry for what I did and explain what you did. Um, you can't force anyone to forgive you. That's the other part. Just because you apologize doesn't mean the other person has to um, accept that apology and just feel like everything's back to normal and reconciled and, and we're going to um, move on our merry way. Um, you have to respect that other person's decision, have compassion, put yourself in their shoes, you know, and have that, that little um, empathetic uh, lens on. Um, in order to really understand the damage or the hurt that you've actually caused. Absolutely. And it's, it's important to be able to recognize that and be big enough to take the initiative to say, hey, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I regret it. I wish I could make this right, but I can't undo what's done. But I want you to know I'm sincerely sorry. And if there's any way I can make this up or at least begin to, to you know, heal this relationship, I'd like to do that. Admitting our own faults. And and, and Francis, you really bring up a, a, another aspect of this. You know, what, what what about when we are the ones who are wrong? What about when we're the ones who are in need of forgiveness? That's a whole other perspective. Um, or I'll, t I'll tell you, I'll do you one better. What about when, well, I'll ask you this question. Who Who is the hardest person to forgive? You know, that'd be ourselves. Yourself. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. And there's so many people out there, so many of us live in, I, I, again, word pictures. I like to use the example of, um, it's, a, it's an invisible prison cell. We, we feel trapped in this, this cell. It's If you could label the bars, it's guilt and shame and self-condemnation and all these things. You know what you did. You know you don't deserve forgiveness. You know, oh my gosh, you got off easy. You know, if the worst thing imaginable happened to you, that's probably what you deserve. We can be absolutely brutal to ourselves. Uh, just the, the thoughts that we'll have towards our own self. And it's hard to get past that because, hey, maybe we really did mess up. We really did make a mistake. That's that's real. That happened. I I I blew it. I get it. Okay, but you know what? You still need forgiveness. Because see, remember the cage that I talked about? A lot of times we'll put ourselves in that cage and we will beat ourselves mercilessly. We'll just beat ourselves up and keep ourselves trapped in there over and over and over. And you do that long enough, you end up in just depression. 
uh, it you, that whole process will just suck the life out of you. And I wonder what it would look like if you walked over to the cage, opened the door and told yourself, I acknowledge what you did, that you were wrong. You knew better and you did it anyway. But I'm not going to beat on you anymore. You're free to mm -hmm. go. Let's live life. Man, get your life back. You know, breathe again. Um, yeah, there's so much to be said there. That 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 may be a whole nother discussion too. But learning how to for, <laughs> how to forgive ourselves when we make mistakes, that's that's huge. Yeah. Well, Chaplain, thank you so much for joining um, us today. Um, I, I feel like we have we can go on and on about you know this topic and and have uh, further discussion, but. Um, I, I greatly thank you for for um, giving us your time today. Oh, my pleasure, Francis. And once again, thank you for having me on. And listeners, if you or someone you know are contemplating suicide, um, please contact the National uh, Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Um, also know that there are tons of resources out there available to you and your families. Um, you can contact the chaplain um, at your local installation, um, the Director of Psychological Health, um, Military and Family Readiness uh, Center, the NSLAC, Military OneSource. Um, know that you're not alone. So please um, pick up and ask for the help that you need. Um, until next time, Gladiators out.